You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. When I said you all look so glorious, I realized something. I'm not saying you don't look glorious. <laughs> but I realized that depending on the specs you're wearing, <laughs> if I'm wearing a green-colored tinted thing, you will all look green to me. I'm seeing through the glory. Amen. So you all look glorious. Amen. So if you're there thinking, I, I don't know about glory right now, tap into the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell someone beside you, I am anointed. You know, you need to say it like you really are anointed. Tell that person, the hand of the Lord is on me. I am appointed by God. You know, there's something about knowing that you have been appointed that causes you to stand in a particular way. As I stand before you this morning, I stand as one who is anointed and appointed. So I make no apologies to anyone this morning. I like her. She's like going. I don't know how to snap that thing. But I think I just did something good. I'm going to speak to us this morning on something the Lord has impressed on my heart. Because he started with me. And he said to me, Uba, he knows my name. He says, you are made for more. Amen. I was listening to Pastor Jess when she was leading in prayer. And at some point she was saying, you, you, you people are amazing. You know, you are great women, fruitful women. And I don't want you to just sit with what she said. Because yes, it's true, but you just scrap the surface of who you are. You are made for more. Amen. So you need to say to yourself, so today I'm speaking on made for more. But when you put, down, put it down in your note, I want you to write, Uba, you are made for more. If your name is Uba, do that. <laughs> if your name is not Uba, then put your own name. Amen. Father, thank you for the entrance of your word that brings life, <laughs> gives understanding to the simple. <sighs> thank you for your spirit. Amen. Thank you for the weight of your glory in this house. Let no one remain the same this morning. Let something be stirred up on the inside of each one. In the name of Jesus. You know, the first phone that was made by Graham Bell, Alexander Graham Bell, what was it used for? <laughs> Just hello, right? The very first phone. Now some of us have smartphones. Can I see your smartphone? Just wave it at me. I, I, I want to know, your smartphone... 
Do you only use it for phone calls? No. Well, you know, some of the oldies, if you're an oldie, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you, we need to be, you need to be proud of it. May have a smartphone. You know, your child might bless you with a smartphone and you're like, all right. All this just to call you. And then your child says to you, mom, you can use this as a camera. You can use this when you're searching for something in the dark, just put on the torch. You can have your notes in here. What are some of the things you do? You can see I'm still old school. I'm telling you. Online shopping. These are women talking. Flights. Directions. Maps. Emails. You can sit at home and have your office. There is so much you can do with your smartphone. Because your smartphone is made for more than a phone call. Your life is made for more than who you are right now. Maybe all you've been used to, and my apologies because I'm not saying being a wife is not a good thing, but if you think all you are good for is to be a trophy wife, is to be able to say, I am Mrs. Somebody, then you have missed what you are here for. You were made for more than that. And I'm happily married. So I don't want you to think, oh, who knows what has happened. (laughs) Maybe she's preparing us. Maybe by tomorrow, pastor will announce that is over. Someone, I was listening to a man of God, Sam Chan, I think is his name. And he said, when I got married, I told my wife, the day you leave me, I will follow you. That as you are leaving, I'm like, where are you going? I'm going back to my father's house. Okay, let's go together. (laughs) Wherever you go, I will go. So it's not even about leaving your husband or be getting a divorce or whatever. I'm simply saying, you cannot sit back and decide that this is all I am made for. I'm a mom, yes. And I'm going to embarrass my daughter, wave at me. Yeah. When we get home, she's going to be like, really, mom, why? Oh, you're nodding? Stand up. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Don't stand. (laughs) So I'm a mom to her and her two brothers. And I love being a mom. I'm blessed. It's such a privilege to be a mom to them. But I'm made for more. There's still something else inside me that needs to come forth. At the beginning of the year, we sat as a family and we're having 
family time talking. What are you trusting God for? What do you think? What are you looking at for this year? And everything I said, here is the comment. I was talking about, I just want to see you. I was talking about the children. I want to see you grow. I want to see this. I want to see you excel. And it sounded all good. And then when I finished, my first son said to me, what do you want for you? Amen. He says, mom, I appreciate that you want all this for us. But what about you? What are you aiming for? Where are you going? I'm thinking, you better know who your mother is. <laughs> We're the ones asking the questions here. When Pastor Eric, please just flow with me this morning. When Pastor Eric started the series on the spirit of revelation, it was so difficult for me to contain myself because when he started speaking and talking about the fact that, you know, there are things God can reveal to you. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all kinds of things. But the Lord spoke to me and said, you need a revelation of you. You need to know what I've put in you. The reason you behave the way you do is because you don't know what you possess. That's why when I came to you this morning, I said, I am appointed. I'm anointed. I'm full of oil. And that's who I am. It's in me. And so he said to me, you need to know who you are. You need to have a revelation of what I have put within you. The enemy has blinded us to who we are. To that which we are carrying. He has even used people that we have allowed to define and redefine us. He has allowed situations, circumstances. Listen, women especially, we're the ones that face being belittled. We're the ones that you don't expect much from. It's like you're a woman, okay. When you achieve something little, wow. It's like you've done what nobody should do. Have you noticed that when a man is doing great things, and this is not a woman's lip thing, is <laughs> you're made for more. When a man accomplishes great things, it's expected. When a woman does, it's like, oh my God. A woman but you know, oftentimes, even women stop other women. You know what you're carrying. You want to spread out your wings and someone is saying to you, leave it for the man. They may not say it in so many words, but attitudes are made for more. Revelation is the act of making a thing known. Amen. Making a thing known. Amen. Yep. Yep. 
I was looking, I was reading a scripture and I saw Revelation in the Amplified, where it says the Amplified defines Revelation as a deep and personal, intimate insight. Deep and personal, intimate insight. So, if you will be who God has called you to be, you must know who you are. What you carry must be known. Amen. I had the privilege of spending time for the past, I don't know, two, three days with some incredible people. And I thank God the Lord has started dealing with me on this already. Because as I I sat with them and, and I listened to them, I mean, guys like Bill Winston, and uh, well, if you're old, um, if you're new, you might not know Bill. Who knows Bill? Yeah. And 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 some incredible guys, anyway. Sam Chan, all of those guys. I was sitting and I was listening to them and, and some powerful ladies, and I was listening to them and I'm thinking, yeah, these ones know what they're made for. These ones understand what they're carrying, and they refuse for anything to stop them. They refuse for anyone to say no. You cannot be who God has called you to be. Second Corinthians 4, 7. It says we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I want to read it in the Message Bible. I think I read. The Message Bible says... If you only look at us, you will miss the brightness. Is the earthen vessel, the jar of clay. So if you only look at me now, you will miss the brightness. Is it up there? We carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. I think I want to read verse 8. As it is, there is not much chance of that. You know for yourselves that we are not much to look at. And they say, we are not much to look at. We are vessels of clay. Clay pots. Whatever it is you may call yourself. You may not be much to look at. When a person looks at you, they cannot see the brightness sometimes. But he says, you have been filled. There are treasures that are within you. Hallelujah. This for me. I know you've heard this word. You know the scripture. But may it be such a revelation for you this morning. May it be such a revelation. May it take you. To a totally different level. He says. I have put treasures in you. What I have put in you. It is not about your outward appearance. 
it is not about your weak looking self it is i did not put it because certain people recommended you you didn't look good enough says you know i think this one the way she looks she looks like someone who can carry treasure he saw you and he saw me and he decided i will put treasure in you he knew you were a woman when he put the treasure in you He knew you were a young lady. He put the treasure in you. You know, when you came to this earth, you came to the earth, I don't know one child, one baby that came clothed. Everyone came naked. But do you realize that even though everyone came here naked, they didn't come empty. But sometimes because you came naked, you think you are empty. Because when you come to this earth naked, then we begin to clothe you with outside things. We begin to clothe you. You do not realize that there is glory within. In the garden, Adam and Eve, they were naked because they were covered from within. It was glory from within that covered them. But when they fell, they started looking for what can cover them. So they came, they were formed naked. But do you realize that the breath of the Almighty was in them? So as naked as they appeared, there was glory within. As you may look today, there is glory in you. This is a word of deliverance for somebody. You've belittled yourself. Situations have belittled you. People have belittled you. Last month, I was speaking about the tree that has been cut to a stump. Sometimes when the tree, maybe in your life, you feel you've been cut to a stump. And because you've been cut to a stump, it's redefined who you are. You don't know who you are anymore because of a situation. You were made for more. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm really doing my best to even get into this. The Lord said something to me, and I wish I had something to... Can you give me that bottle, Pastor Jess? The other one. Use, thank you, your sanctified imagination. Because I believe this morning, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is moving here. I believe this morning that something will be stirred within you. This is a vessel. And it's got content in it. If I pour in something else say Corenza <laughs> no 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 I'm saying say for example <laughs> I'm glad you're listening <laughs> so <laughs> if I pour in for example Corenza 
And I leave Corenza in here. And it stays in here. After a while, if I pour it in now, shake it and drink it, what happens? I get all the benefits of Corenza. If I put in Corenza, put it down, leave it for a while, what happens to the Corenza? It settles. It settles to the bottom. And if you come after it has settled, and you open this bottle, and you pour your Corenza carefully into a cup, you only have Corenza flavor. (laughs) Unless you shake the bottle. A lot of times before you drink something, what does it say? Shake. Shake very well. Unless you shake the bottle, you will not get the benefits of what is contained in here. And the Lord showed me that a lot of us were like these vessels he deposited things into. We have been sitting comfort zone relaxing and everything that he has deposited in us is at the bottom. It's like residue. Is resting down there. Nothing. There is nothing to shake it. I don't know what is pouring on my iPad. Is it water from there? Yeah. Is there? You know, I wanted to say, wow. (laughs) It's happening live. It doesn't, no, it's fine. It doesn't even matter, even if, whether it's from the aircon or wherever, just the fact that it's dropping. Oh. (laughs) Are you listening? When you pour out your Corenza without shaking it, you can never have the full benefit. And the Lord said to me, some of you, some of, including me, you are too lightweight. The things I have deposited in you, when you pour out from yourself, it is so light. There is still so much within you. But the things in you, huh? It requires somewhat stirring up. It requires it to be stirred up. It requires you stepping out of your comfort zone. It requires you saying, you know what? Why sit here and die? Miles Monroe said the grave is the richest place on earth. Because that's the place that potential is sitting at the bottom. That's the place where the things, and you might be praising yourself this morning and saying, at least I've done something. There's so much that is settled at the bottom that needs to be stirred up so that you can be what? Potent. Those were his exact words. 
from now, I am potent. Why? Because I'm shaking and I'm asking, Lord, stir up within me everything that is in me. Make no apologies to anyone. And you find that a lot of times for the things within you to be stirred up, I said to you, because it's your comfort zone, sometimes you need to be kicked out. Sometimes you need to be put upside down. Have you ever felt that you were not walking with your legs anymore? The things that were going okay, you were fine. And suddenly they're not going the way they should. I have a revelation. That instead of me feeling as if when I'm being stirred and shaken and, and jolted and things are not looking as they should. Instead of me feeling that I'm about to be destroyed. Why can't I see that I'm about to become potent? That's such a revelation for me. That when you begin to shake me up. When things begin to shake up in my life. When things begin to look as if. They are about to crash and fall apart. When it looks as if it's about to explode. When it looks as if it cannot be contained anymore. When it looks like I have no handle of what is going on in my life. Instead of me saying I am finished, I begin to say I'm about to be poured out as a drink offering. I'm about to be poured out. When I'm poured out, I'm going to be potent. When I'm poured out, my effect will be so powerful. I'm not afraid to be jolted out of my comfort zone. Amen. Amen. There are too many things Amen. that are settled on your yes. inside. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If only the Lord can show you even though you feel you are doing stuff already, my dear. If only the Lord can show you the things that are settled, sitting there untapped. And then you get up, you say, Lord, whatever is in me. Maybe that's why some people pray like that. <laughs> whatever you have put in me. I want to go to the grave empty, Lord. Amen. I don't want to go to the grave with everything I should have been. I don't want to get to heaven and be introduced to myself. I don't want to get there and he says, this is the Ubai you should have been. I want to know who I am here and do what I ought to do here. So that that day when I go, when he's saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When I look at myself, I recognize myself. Can you picture it? Anele, come. Fez. 
If you look, you already know what I'm doing. <coughs> I wanted a tiny person. <laughs> so there is Fez. And God says to you, Fez, when you get there, well done. And he's talking to Anele. So Fez. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, this is Fez. He says, well, this is who Fez decided to be. But this is who Fez was meant to be. Are you hearing me? Don't be distracted. This is who you are. This is what we are seeing. Tiny. Beautiful. Fez. But who you are and what you possess. And when God begins to show you, he says, you are mighty. I don't know if I'm using the right words. Okay. So that you're not like, what's she saying? Yeah. <laughs> By the time God introduces you to yourself, and you see that I'm bigger than who? She said. Let me tell you something he showed me. He said to me, uh, I mean, I enjoy just having encounters, having conversations with him. He says, when a bicycle goes past you, do you feel the breeze? <laughs> do you feel as if, oh my God, let's hold our wig. <laughs> it's about to fly off. Do you hold your dress down? But you know that there's certain cars when they drive past you. You hold on to everything. Dress, wig, lashes. Because you'll be amazed at what some cars can do to you. You hold on to everything that you can. Oh, what a pity though. Because you don't have enough hands to hold on to all the artificial things. The reason why the car has that effect is not necessarily because of the size. I I did physics, but I'm not going into physics. And it's a long time I did. But I know it's the fuel generating energy. Are you following? That impacts on the wind. When it moves, what is inside it causes what is outside to give way. But now if you live your life like a bicycle, if you live your life just quietly going, no impact, nothing within you stirred up. Because you see, that same car will not have the same effect if it's parked in the garage. Even though it has fuel, even though it has diesel, even though it contains that power, the power that can send everything flying as it goes past. The power that can make an impact. 
But if you leave it where it is, nothing will happen. Are you going to go through your life, through this life, quietly, no impact? You don't want to ruffle feathers. You don't want to disturb anything. You are okay with the nice person that you are. You are okay with just this one thing. We know you for this one thing. You're okay with it. You pass and we don't know you passed. Someone said if people don't miss you when you're not there, they won't miss you when you are there. No impact whatsoever. Or do you want to be that person that when you start off, you wake up in the morning and you begin to stir up the gift of God within you. And you say, Lord, everything that you have in me, that which you have placed within me, let it come forth. I want to make a difference today. Can I just give you something for free? Begin to make new friends. Do you know why I said begin to make new friends? Because there are certain people that stir up what is in you. I told you I was in a program. If I named some people, you would know how they stirred me up. Some that I sat with, that I thought, and I'm thinking, am I sitting with this one? But it stirred up something with me. There are certain people that you will be with and be around that stir up something. Meanwhile, there are certain people that you be with, by the time you finished, what was in you that was trying to come out? It sleeps. I don't want to say it dies. <laughs> Begin to make new friends. There are certain people. There are people that I'm, I'm getting very selective now. Amen. Because there are people that constantly is like wanting to put you down. Are you following? Wanting to make you feel you're not good enough. Wanting to make you feel... One time I was going to minister and LA, you were there. Uh, Elder Edith, and we're going to Mr. Pastor Eric had ministered ahead of me a few times. And then when it was my turn to minister, I was waiting, praying. And then this man came from somewhere and came to me. He says, I know that it must be very challenging for you now. (laughs) And I'm thinking, where are the ushers? (laughs) I'm about to go and preach I know it will be very difficult for you now. You know, having to stand where this man has stood. I'm I'm not sure what you're going to be able to say. This was an agent of darkness. As far as I'm concerned. But it was a leader. But came to me and told me, I know. I don't know how you're going to do it. Just try. is real. They saw him when he came and stood by me and I was just smiling. You know, it takes a lot just to get that out of the way so you can stand. And the truth of the matter is, you can imagine if I wasn't even the way I am because he had a little bit of effect on me when he's, he's testing, so I had to cast it down. He had a little bit of effect because I now 
started feeling like, oh, shoot, what am I going to say there? This man of God. But when I got up, I, I thanked the Lord. And I said, this is Uba Bapatel. This is not Eric Bapatel. This is me. What is in me, you will receive. I'm not trying to be Eric Bapatel. So, if you are the kind of person that makes me feel small because I'm not Eric Bapatel, I put you to the side. You're not helping my grace. But if you are the kind that when you come around me or when I come around you, you're like, oh, pastor. There's just something about you. Staring me up. Then I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. I need more of you. Helpers of destinies. Encouragers. The ones God used to shake me up. Sometimes he can use some of those other people anyway. To shake you up. But what I'm saying to you, find people that can help to stir up the grace of God in your life. Am I talking to you this morning? I'm made for more. Stop trying to limit me. Stop trying to define me and tell me where I should be and what I should be doing. There was no conference call when God called me, ordained me, appointed me. He did not consult with you. And so you need to be able to rise up. When people say, wow, you are different now. Oh, there's a different angle there, a new you or whatever. It's uh, it's not new, Kumi. It has always been in me. I have a friend who said that sometimes people without money behave like they don't like nice things. (laughs) When you have a nice thing, they just look at you like, "Mm, waste of money. (laughs) But when they have money, then You'll be amazed. You will know. So they like skirts like this. I didn't know. I thought you only liked it. No, they like. They didn't have money. But when money came, money stirred up what was inside. It's not that it just came upon them. And they started, it has always been in them. And it just, that's just by the way, hey. Stir up what is in you. Stir it up. I will no longer be a weak drink. Whatever it is that has cut you down and because of that experience you had, you are afraid to emerge. You are afraid to show up. You're afraid to spring out, you know, to rise up. Whatever it is that is giving you a different identity, that is speaking differently to who you are, 
that is limiting you, that is telling you what you can and cannot do, that has made you comfortable where you are, that has made you unproductive, today in the name of Jesus, the axe is laid to the root of whatever that tree is. In the name of Jesus, as I speak this morning, I stir up the divine deposits that are in you. The grace of God, the gifts of God that has been placed within you, that has been lying dormant, that has not been used, that has not been stirred up, that has been sleeping, that you have refused to awaken in the name of Jesus by virtue of the word of God that is coming out to you and the spirit of the Lord that is hovering and moving over your life right now I command a stirring up a stirring up of everything that is within you you are made for more and you begin to produce more because you are producing more your influence will be much more you will be able to reach more people I want to declare over you that you become potent you are no longer weak when you are poured out you are not weak you are no longer ineffective but you become potent a little sip of you a little encounter with you is able to turn lives around you don't need so much of you they don't need so much just a little bit because you are potent just a little bit of you just a little encounter a one-off encounter with you is able to change lives I've become potent you are potent you don't need to be light anymore Don't be a Tulela light. Don't be a Shireen light. Be potent. Be potent. Be potent. Bring up more. You know when people say there's more where that came from. As I speak to you, there's more where this is coming from. But sometimes it depends on your thirst. So whatever I share with you today is according to your thirst. According to your hunger. I may go somewhere else and be exploding and not able to stand. According to their hunger and their thirst. But I know you're receiving the word this morning. Stir it up within us, oh God. Stir it up within us. Spirit of the living God, I ask that you move in every life here. You know, when Moses encountered the burning bush, the Lord in a burning bush, and he was sending him to Egypt, he, he wasn't ready to go. This is someone what was in that guy 
what had been put in Moses had the ability to bring out down a whole Egypt. One man. One man. Had the ability to bring down a whole superpower. But when he had that encounter, he wasn't sure of himself anymore. Have you ever been in that place where things have happened in your life and you are not sure of yourself anymore? You are not sure of the gift of God on your life. You are not sure of the grace of God anymore. You are not sure that you can still be a voice. But at the beginning, you knew you were a voice. Because not everyone, there are some people that don't know what's in them. Some even know. But they've kept it. They're like, you know what, you stay here. Life has happened to me. And because life has happened, I'm not stirring up anything. Moses encountered, but he was still, I can't speak. Did Moses know he was a deliverer? Yes. He already knew. The reason he killed an Egyptian because he knew. But life happened to him after. Are you listening? Because I know that there are some of us here. You were going, you were doing well. You, you know, you were on fire. You were like, I'm going to do great things. In my generation, my God, they will know that I passed through. I won't pass through like a bicycle. And then you had an interruption. A life happened to you. Something happened. And when it happened, you decided to go and herd sheep. Nothing wrong with herding sheep, if that's what you are meant to do. But if what is in you is to bring down and to deliver a whole nation out of bondage, and you decide that it's sheep you want to herd, you're undervaluing yourself. Moses was already doing the work. Life happened. And he went back. He went. He stayed. He was herding sheep. Being a good son-in-law. And stuff like that. That's why I said that you are married. Congratulations. That you have children. Congratulations. That you have a degree. Congratulations. We congratulate you. Is that all? Is that it? If God should open you up or show you who you are supposed to be, can you? That was not even the top five. I just feel that I really spoke to someone (laughs) to tell you that what you are achieving now is not your top five. As powerful as it is, this is not even your top five. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. It's not my top five. So Moses, rod to snake, leprous hand, everything that the Lord needed to do. Are you following? You know that's stirring him up. 
that the Lord needed to do to say to Moses, I am with you. I am still with you. I have put in you what it takes to confront Pharaoh. It's in you. I'm not going to come myself and say to Pharaoh, that's God. He says, I've put it inside you. You go and speak to Pharaoh. When you open your mouth, it will be like God opened his mouth. He says, go. But he couldn't. Eventually he did, but he had a sidekick to go with him. And they got the job done. Why am I saying this to you this morning? I'm saying it is possible that you even know who you are and a little bit of what you're supposed to be. It is possible. I'm not saying you're completely clueless. But life has happened. And because of some of the things that has happened, some of the things, people, even people, look, if, if, if you make yourself suitable, a vessel that will be used of the enemy, to hinder someone from spreading out and being who they're supposed to be. It's better for you that a millstone be hung around your neck and you be cast in the sea. So, excuse me. Make friends quickly. If you see the grace on my life and you see me wanting to exercise what is on my life, make friends, cheer me on. Yes. 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 Don't tell me, go and sit down. With grace. When I was praying this morning with Sunny here and Grace, you're here. I was praying and Lush, I was, I was praying and I wasn't thinking about you, honestly speaking. But you were the ones that came, you know, the, these ladies that lead worship here. You were the ones that came to me. And I saw you. Feeling, look, I'm not talking of praise waves. I'm talking of, as an individual, you holding, holding I, I don't know if to call it a concert. I don't know if to use that term. But you sang song after song after song, your own songs. You better receive it because I said I didn't have you in mind. I wasn't thinking of you. And songs, things that were inside you, Deposits that were in you. I was seeing them being displayed. You were commanding crowds of people. They were coming to be blessed. They were coming to drink from what you were pouring out. I stand here today to encourage you and I want to say to you, I will not stand to limit you. I stand here today by the word of God that is proceeding. 
to stir up the graces of God in your life. Even in those areas. That is just one thing that he showed me. Yes, you receive. That's just one thing. One thing. One thing. One area. You are made for more. You are made for more than this. You are made for more. So, that you are having this conversation with a group of 100 people, it's okay. I will have this conversation with thousands of people. And sometimes, I may not even need thousands, I may need significant people. I am made for more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Satan was so aware of who Moses is supposed to be that he decided any male child, let's kill. He was so aware. You know what is interesting? Sometimes we are not aware, but Satan is aware. He knows. He knows. He knows you, Pastor Vongai. And so he will do everything in his power to make sure that you only scratch the surface of who you are and what you can offer what you can pour out. You know, when we talk about the drink offering and pouring out, sometimes you're thinking they're just wasting, you know. Because <laughs> if you're thinking you're pouring something, if you are not being poured out, you're not useful. So don't think that being poured out means you're wasting. You're just not being useful. If, if, you're, if you're not being poured out, if you're being stored, of what good are you? Without being poured out. So, remember I said before. Don't be afraid of the shakings that you experience. Begin to see it differently. Don't be afraid. You know, when the enemy begins to do certain things, when everything is supposed to have gone according to plan, is looking good. You know, oh, your ducks are in row. Everything is in order. And suddenly... Things are just looking skew and going funny and all that. And, and you think the reason why all this is happening is so that you can perish. It is not for you to perish. It is for what is in you to come through. I don't know. I put down some notes, but I'm not even sure what I've said here. Hallelujah. I'll not be clueless. Amen. Tell somebody, I'm not going to be clueless. I receive revelation of who I am. Revelation of what God has put within me. It must come forth. Even if it comes by vigorous shakings. Even if it comes by vigorous shakings. 
even if it feels like the earth is being removed from underneath me it feels like no you don't need to repeat it feels like the earth is shaking like it's been removed have you been in the place where you've been hard pressed on all sides you look to this side oh you look to that side mm. you look there everywhere there is pressure listen to me this is for someone see pressure differently because for me to be able to when there's something for me to be able to bring out what is in certain containers it requires some form of pressure you understand it requires some squeezing and so when it when when i'm being squeezed i know that there is something in me when you begin to see as you should see do you know that the enemy is therefore defeated because when you are under pressure and when you're being cut down and all of those things are happening and you're saying well I'm emerging this is for me to emerge this is for me to show up when you begin to have those kind of attitudes because of the revelation you have then he doesn't know where to touch he doesn't know what to do with himself he ultimately decides let me go to the next person that doesn't have the revelation she has let me go to the one who is not sure when I touch a little they will backslide When I do the slightest, when, when something little that is not convenient happens. So God, this, this is how you do me, hey. I thought we were good. I thought we were close. I thought things were happening. I thought I received some prophetic words from you. That it may come to pass. Think about Joseph. I'm not bringing doom and gloom to you. I'm bringing hope, light. I'm saying to you, you are made for more. Amen. Joseph was busy interpreting dreams, his own dreams, and telling father and mother, Is, am I wrong? He, was, he would dream, and then he dreamt again. But whose dream was he interpreting? His own dream, until he was squeezed. When he was squeezed and confined, put in prison, he started dreaming or, 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 or interpreting dreams. Interpreting dream for king, interpreting dream for butler, interpreting dream for baker. His ministry started growing in confinement. <laughs> right then, confinement. The Lord told me once, you can grow even in confinement. Because if Joseph could, you can. Don't stay there and think, oh, I'm finished. I can't move. I can't. No. Grow to the point. Are you hearing me? Grow to the point where the four walls cannot contain you. And it has to vomit you. So Joseph went from there after being squeezed. I doubt that any one of us has experienced Joseph's kind of squeezing. But even after being squeezed, he went from there to another level of greatness. Don't be afraid of squeezing. Today, my prayer is that you will be stirred. That you will be shaken. That the things within you will come forth in the name of Jesus so that you can do more, be more, be that person that you are supposed to. 
to be. Amen. Don't settle for small. Don't settle for where you are. Don't settle for those little, little achievements. Stop patting yourself on the back and saying, I've done well. When you haven't scrapped the surface, press in for more. Amen. Amen. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Has something been stirred up within you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray. In fact, I feel that you need to pray, Lord, give me a revelation of me. A revelation of the things that you have placed within me. A revelation of the impact I'm supposed to make. Give me the fortitude not to allow anything stop me. Because sometimes things stop us. But not to allow anything stop me from being effective, from being who I'm supposed to be. The world is waiting for your, for your revealing. He's waiting for your appearance. There are things that are waiting for you to take your place, take your stand. My God. I have to use you one more time. Come. Came to me. If you continue to stand here from morning to night and you do not move and make progress, and she is moving and trying to make progress, guess who is in the way? You are the one standing. And what the Lord is saying to me, even in certain positions, it's like at work, you're not progressing. You are, you are hindering somebody else from coming up because you refuse to come up. For years, you are still in the same position. You've not grown. You've not moved. You've not progressed. Meanwhile, somebody else is supposed to be lifted to where you are currently standing. But the person cannot come to that position because you have occupied till he comes. Because you have stood your ground that this is where I'm going to be. I'm not moving. I'm not. If you remain standing here, someone who is coming, who is supposed to be standing here, will be misplaced or displaced rather. Because you are not moving from where you should move. I don't want to be the reason why you should have been standing where I'm standing. But I refuse to move from this position. I don't want to be the reason. Thank you. It came. It's time to move. It's, it's, it's time for things in your life to be uncovered. Let them be uncovered. So that you know the next step to take. Oh, Jesus. Stop fighting for a position you've outgrown. Did you hear? Stop fighting for a position you've outgrown. You are not on this level 
but you are fighting to be on that level or to stay there. You have grown past it. Stop fighting. Especially because Fez is time for her to take that position, but you are fighting. You want to be the one. Let the next person come up. What I'm saying might not be for all of you right now, but as it comes, I say, Amen. Time to move forward. It's time for the things you're carrying to be expressed. Speaking to myself as well. Because it started with me. It started with me. Stop being lightweight, my girl. Stop being lightweight. You know you're more potent than you are. You know you're more potent than what you're releasing. You know. Pastor Grace says niceness is not the fruit of the spirit. So you are pouring out light for niceness sake. You need to be more potent. I believe God. I am believing. I'm speaking it because it is what he has said to me. I believe it. That just a little of me. A little of me. A little of me. You can say it for yourself. A little of me will make such an impact. Because I'm not sure you can take too much of me. I need to come to that place in my life where just a little of me can shake the nation. Pastor has shared with us so many times. Who was it that said, you don't need God to come down to stop this thing. I'm here. Just one man who knows what he's carrying. He knows, I know what I'm carrying. God, you don't need to come down to deal with the witches. He says, I'm here. I'm here. I can deal with it. A little of God you have in you. That little faith you have. If a faith as small as a mustard seed can move a whole mountain, can you imagine? You, let us pray. Lay Ask him to reveal who you are. Divine revelation, oh God. Show me who I am. Reveal what you have placed within me. from where I am today. 
unapologetically be who I am. hiding anymore, Lord. Ma ibranda yaradosh. Kezuzuntorianda yarada. Hallelujah. And the Lord is showing me, he's just saying to me, you know, there are people that you stand and you watch other vessels of clay. Same vessels of clay like you. You watch them. And you're like, wow. Meanwhile, there are things in you that should also come out, but you're hiding. I'm speaking to the ones who are hiding. I'm speaking to people like Gideon today. The ones threshing wheat in a wine press just so they can hide. The ones afraid of what they carry. Have you ever heard God say something about you and you're like, maybe it's the next person. The one that when the Lord says, mighty man of valor, like he said to Gideon, you say, who? You cannot be talking to me. I'm so weak, I'm hiding, threshing wheat in a wine press. I'm hiding in a place now you don't expect me to be. Just so that. You, you know, you don't want to be outside to thresh your wheat. Are you following? You go and hide. There's some Gideons in this place that are hiding that the Lord is calling out of hiding. The Lord is calling. It's not about your personality. Are you hearing me? It's not about how quiet you are, how introverted you are. It's not about that. He's calling you out from where you've been hiding. Because there are Philistines, there are people you need to deal with, things you need to deal with and conquer. So he's, he's calling you out. He's calling you out and announcing you as a Deborah. The Bible says about her in Judges, says, the village life was practically dead until I, Deborah, rose up. I rose up when everything was dead. She called Barak. She says, come and fight these people. He says, if you don't go with me, I won't go. She did not say, but I'm a woman. She did not say, I'm too, but you are, you've got might. Yeah. Instead, what did she say? Say, I will go. Yeah. That response was a response for someone who knew yes. what she was carrying. I will go. Yes. I will yes. go. And when she went, if you read through the book of John, you will see when she was commanding. Yes. Now, do this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I will go. Yes. He's calling you out. 
from being a Gideon to, a, to being a Deborah. Come on, lift up your hands this morning. Say, I come out of hiding. I come out of hiding. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. I come out of hiding. That fear that has restricted me. I come out of hiding. You called me a mighty man of valor. A mighty woman. I come out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. One last thing. If you read and see the life of Joshua, you would see his conquest and the things he had achieved and done. But that man at the age of 85 still wanted to conquer. Joshua was that man who said, I'm not going to the grave with anything remaining. I'm not going to the grave with the ability to conquer one more mountain. One, only one more. Someone who wanted to empty himself completely. To the point that at the age of 85, when he should have been saying, I've tried I've done well. He was still bringing God to the remembrance of the things he said. He was still bringing this mountain is mine. And I will conquer it. So even if you feel that, first of all, age, forget age. You are alive, you still have more to do. Or you feel that you've given of yourself so much. You've poured and you've poured and you've poured. As, are you alive? There's still more to pour. Amen. Oh, I've achieved and I've achieved. And they're like, are you the only one? Let others. You're alive. You still have more to achieve. Amen. Give me this mountain. He refused. He refused to go to the grave with even one thing. Pending. Nothing pending. Everything done. You want to say, let nothing pend in my life, Lord. Everything, who I am, everything I'm supposed to do must be done. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it takes, whatever kind of stirring, whatever shaking that is required to make sure that I am who I'm supposed to be and I accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish, let it happen in my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Malebrando Zuzuntoria.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to please lay your hands because I can't go around. Put your hand on your head. Because as you pray for yourself right now, the gift of God within you will be stirred up. The gift of God within you will be stirred up. So as you lay your hands, you begin to command the stirring up of every ability, everything God has put within you, everything that needs to come forth. Are you you following? I I think you're going to become surprised at the things that will come from your life as you begin to stir it up. As you stir up the gift of God within you, come on, begin to pray right now. I stir it up in the name of, let there be a stirring of the gifts of God, the grace of God, the abilities of God that is in me. Everything that is within me, that is lying dormant, I command a stirring up. Let it be stirred up. Let it be stirred up in the name of Jesus. I stir it up. I stir it up. Every residual gift, every gift in me, every grace that has been sitting dormant, that has not been utilized, everything within me. Ma ibradushka bonde ishka baladosh teri antolobo sholobro ma zizin teri ma sulaba yalala ke zus ke prondolima zulaba ke lush ma kenderi andolobo sholabranda yalala. I stir it up in the name of Jesus. Let there be a stirring now, a stirring in the name of Jesus, a stirring and awakening within me and awakening. An awakening, an awakening, an awakening, an awakening. Let it rise to the surface. Let it rise to the surface. Let it rise to the surface. In the name of Jesus. I stir up every grace upon your life, even from this tender age, in the name of Jesus. I stir up that even from this tender age of yours, you will begin to do exploits in the name of Jesus. You begin to do great exploits in the name of Jesus. I speak life to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We command a stirring up in Jesus' name of everything that has been lying dormant. Let it be stirred up. Let it come to the surface. Let there be an outpouring. Let it pour out. We offer ourselves, oh God. We offer ourselves. Lord, that people will be able to drink from our lives in the name of Jesus. I give you praise and I give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. Ah, thank you, thank you for your spirit that is moving over our lives. That is moving over our lives. Moving in us, within us. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Okay. All right. All right. So, is there anyone here that knows that something has happened in my inside? That 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 knows that there's been a stirring and and that has understanding, that understands what has been going on in their life. And will not allow it to stop them anymore. There are people in this house. Uh, then my job is done. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.